one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, prospectors. To another episode of the Howling Salt Mine, the podcast where we talk about salty situations and we delve into Reddit for the juiciest, premium, salty moments in the Magic the Gathering community. Yeah, we uh, delve into I'm, Reddit. We don't delve into the mine. Yeah, we delve into mines sometimes too when we have our own. Ooh. I'm your co-host Mike, and I'm joined by my co-host Tony. Say hey, Tony. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? You know, it sounds really different when you actually get it out, unlike last time. And you're like, I'm your co-host, Mike, joined by your co-host, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we are also joined by our mythical fourth member of the pod, Nick. Say hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Nice. Hey. We don't get a, a full horse-related pun this I, time. I couldn't think of another one that would work for that. I've been, I've been trying, but that was kind of a one and done. I'll keep an eye out. It'll All have right. to be like some weird thing, like different language or something like that. I don't know. Ooh, that'll be mm. good. Yeah, anyway. give us a heads up on that. Um, Salty situations, by the way. Name of your sex tape. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Hell yes. <laughs> That's the right kind of energy we need for this episode. Yeah, I'm, today, I'm gotta, I like gotta, I don't know, <laughs> that a margarita going on, yeah. in the hand. A little, little salty marg going on with the some extra Jose Cuervo going. So we're, we're golden. Like, I love that tequila is always my downfall. I it's it's uh, it's always a good night and yet always a bad night on tequila for Tony. <laughs> Isn't it usually tequila combined with like hanging out with the HR department of your company that really? <laughs> yeah, that definitely doesn't help. <laughs> So for for Laura's 30th birthday, uh, we went to uh, a restaurant in Somerville, which I will, I will not name. But Laura is uh, Nick's wife for Laura's people my wife. that don't know. My wife. And uh, we had like a group of like 10 people and we got pictures of margarita. But what they actually served us was pictures of tequila that were tinted to be looked like margaritas. (laughs) So like literally everybody got the the dinner table was like fucking smashed. We were the last people to leave their restaurant. We were like all wasted. Like Laura just threw up basically all night. (laughs) I I like sobered up like a few hours later, but it was, it was sloppy. So that's what we're going to get today. We're going to, we're going to aim for that today. It's a typical 30th birthday party thing. Yeah. For my 30th birthday. I, so it was like a culmination (laughs) of events for me. I had just graduated uh, grad school. COVID was not gone, but it was enough over that like people were hanging out again. And it was my fucking 30th birthday. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to rent out this fucking cocktail bar. And you were about to move away. And and you were leaving us forever. Yeah. And so I rented out a fucking bar that was, it has like, it's like an ultra nerdy vibe. uh, And it's very, um, it is, the, it is like one of the most hipster bars in all of Somerville. It was yeah. so hipster that it was originally the group that formed it was part of another hipster bar. And they said, no, not enough. And we're going to go make <laughs> our own more hipster bar that is harder to find. Literally. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm dancing around the name. It's Back Bar. And if anybody wants to go to Back, back bar. bar, you can go to Back, back bar. bar. Hashtag back sponsored. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so like. It's a cocktail bar, right? It's not just like there is you can't get beer or wine. Like, I don't think they even have it on the menu. So it's like everybody is drinking cocktails. And you know what? It, it doesn't take very many of those to get fucked up. And when yeah. you start at 630 and have it until midnight and nobody is fucking leaving, you realize that everybody gets fucking smashed over the course of like Back. six hours. There was also like oh there were like God. some tasty apps and stuff. But oh, I don't yeah. remember there yeah. being like there wasn't a real meal. Food no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was told like I I couldn't have food that wasn't from sort of the place next door, and I was like, okay, like just keep the food coming so that nobody dies. And they did, but again, it was like all these like little bite sized things. A lot of oars devours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there were there was some like chicken like little crispy chicken slider things oh those were really good and those were fucking money but not that that many of them came out so like all i know is like by the end of the night 
I was looking around because I had sobered up because they cut us off. It was like 10 and they're like, you guys got to stop. Like, <laughs> there's, there's like too much happening. We, there was only 40 people there, actually 39. Just only, only a few of 39 uh, a people. Few of these people didn't actually drink like I think five or six, like just, just don't drink for their own reasons. And that's really cool. Uh, but we consumed like 240 drinks, I think, or something. Oh, like, amongst those people, the people who did drink came to fucking play, and I was like, uh, "What's the math on that?" Yes, <laughs> high. The math it's, is high. Yeah, it's high. It's more than it should be. It's we'll, for blockers, we'll Nick. Way. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, math uh, is I'm blocking. <laughs> That's like seven, almost seven drinks a person. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Well, really, seven, the like, problem not is just that like that's seven like fourteen beers. drinks for one person, and then like <laughs> yeah, two for right. some other people. Yeah, that's oh, like seven God. like very boozy cocktails. That's not, oh yeah, no oh yeah. yeah, and nice. so it was it was a wild night. It was amazing. Like a lot of my friends who I hadn't seen a little bit, who I also hadn't really seen that drunk. Like everybody was fucked up. I'm not saying it was like a couple of people. It was like every fucking person leaving this bar was fucked out of their minds. And it was exactly what I wanted. It was like a fucking <laughs> blast. It was so fun. Somebody Perfect got me a wig that I wore the whole night. A really nice wig, actually. It was a great bob. Um, and it was I annoying because that. my roommate, my other roommate at the time, Steven, he uh, he fucking put it on and looked better than me. And so did Sam. <laughs> I was mad at both of them for it. <laughs> and I took it back. But that's my aside about my 30th birthday rager. <laughs> Would you say that people who normally have hair are better at wearing hair? You know, no, I would say no. <laughs> I mean, Generally Tony's starting speaking. with a blank slate, right? So know, you'd right? think you'd exactly. think that being able to put hair on top of that would be very clean. Yeah, you think that blue bob would just like work, and it does. Yeah. It does. It do. It do. Pulled, yeah, for sure. What it do, Yugi? You know. Well, but speaking of, yeah, there you go. <laughs> say the thing segue. so I can say my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the segue here. Well, it's literally margaritas and salt. Like, yeah, right. Speaking of salt on your rim. Speaking oh, of God. speaking <laughs> of having just appetizers and not having full meals. Appetizers are usually pretty salty. Oh, so why don't we talk about? Why don't we get talking about some salt? But Mike, 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 Mike. What salt, baby? <laughs> well, Tony. I'm so glad that you have asked me. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, salt is, well, let's say, let's say it's frustrations in the game. It mm. is when someone at your birthday party has a couple too many drinks. Oh, and wait. Maybe... <laughs> it's when somebody at your birthday party has too many drinks. And you you were just given a Sazerac, the best Sazerac you've ever had in your life, and you're sipping on it. And so... A bunch of other people start ordering Sazeracs, and then one person takes the Sazerac and throws it back like a shot, and then you get cut off for the rest of the night in your whole party. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's salty. Makes you salty. <laughs> that's but salt. at the same time, you look around and you're like, you know what? It's a good thing you stopped <laughs> us because two hours later, we're still here and we're all fucked out of our minds. Anyway, yeah, that, that's, so, that's what salt is. Salt is also when your friends delay the start for your uh, game by like two hours and then decide that since your planeswalkers are a visible threat on the board that they need to attack them. And then you just decide to leave rather than deal with all that bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds, that sounds pretty normal. Oh, it does it. Does it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's baby. a little. That's yet another a little inside baseball on that yeah, one. Yeah, fresh off the cart, the mine. fresh out of the <laughs> mines on that cart. one. Fresh off the cart, just two days old. Two days old salt on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Well, shall we get into it then? Less. Yes. righty, boys. Our first, uh, our first post here comes from you know that place we know and love on Reddit, and it comes from Satchel Gizmo seventy seven. If you see Satchel Gizmo seventy seven on the on the Reddit's on the internets, give them an upvote. You know the drill. Spread that good goodwill. Ooh. And the post goes. I went to my LGS for Commander Night the other night, and there was one particular guy who seemed to get overly salty about my decks and card choices. I really felt like his objections were off base, especially since in five games I won once. First game, which was the only one I won came down to me and said guy. 
He was playing an Anzai Tyrant of Gyre straight deck. He had built an insane board out of Scootswarm copies, as well as a large number of other creatures and tokens. He alpha-striked the board after playing Craterhoof Behemoth. I was playing Brina, the demagogue, and had a few ghostly prison-type effects out. He essentially tapped out to swing a few creatures at me. Why he didn't just pay for one, I don't know. One creature was hitting for hundreds of damage. I played Ink Shield, which he then responded by attempting to cast Fierce Guardianship. I was able to cast Mana Tithe and take him out with my, like, 800 tokens on the crackback. He went from seeming really smug to obviously annoyed. For the next four games, he complained about almost everything I did. He tried to tell me that reconnaissance didn't allow me to untap after damage, then complained about how unfair the card was after I proved it does work that way. He told me I was wrong for constantly recurring Sporefrog in my green Marin clan of Nell Toth deck. Nice, Turbofog. He literally called me an asshole player because I had Grave Pact, Tasa Karlov, Altar of Dementia, and Drivnod Carnage Dominus out in my Tasa deck. Last game we played, I was able to cast Aura Shards in my Riz the Redeemed deck on turn three. He was playing a heavily optimized Urza Chief Artificer deck. He got super irate. He was all but yelling at me because I had been playing Fun Police all night. He told me that having Aura Shards in a mass token deck was against the spirit of the format. Ooh, the spirit. Mm, Bringing it back. I had enough of his BS, so I told him he was full of shite. And there was nothing wrong with how I played all night. Is this a PG-13 episode? (laughs) I called him out because while I had only won the first game, he had won two of the next three. He angrily grabbed his cards and left. Afterwards, I asked the other guys if I was in the wrong, but they all said I was completely fine. I've never seen anyone get so emotional about fracking magic before. Fracking. A little Star Galactica in this. (laughs) Interesting. Hmm. This is a good one. Yeah. I am just surprised that they got like five games in. Yeah. In a night. That's, that's the, I guess like. That's the most surprising part. You know, Vegas can't be choosers, right? You want a game and, and, and Salt Boy is your only other fourth player. You're getting, you're getting games. Yeah, I suppose It might not so. be good games, but uh, yeah. I think this is like some classic Salt where it's spicy because you're. You've got a huge swing. You're like, I'm going to fucking crush right now. And it's going to feel so good. They fucking pop out Ink Shield and you say, fuck off, Fierce Guardianship. And then they mana time you, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so like, you had such a huge thing. You had answers and you still got denied. And then you lost as a result of what you were going to do. Right. And well, so... there's like one of those. Right. But the, I think the interesting aspect of this, right, is this is like you go to McDonald's and you just table up for the day. Right. You're just hanging out because mm-hmm. there's five games that he talked about. And like, yeah, maybe op only won one in five. But, you know, the 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 player who's being discussed here was like salty, all five of them. So they're just like pounding down fries just for the day. Just like, <laughs> oh, more salt, please. But yeah. I guess part of my like thought there was that they had all that happen in the first game and then they just let it linger. They didn't like let it go and like start a new game fresh. They're Mm -hmm. like, they just like had in their mind, I'm going to be mad at everything this fucking player does for every single game, you know? Yeah. Who does that? Who kind of gets salty and holds grudges between games? (laughs) No one one does that. Talking with right now. (laughs) Nobody, nobody in our pod gets grudgy and and holds grudges across games or anything. Right. That's not a thing people do. I do say though, we're definitely susceptible to like the odd grudge here and there, but even at our grudgiest, I don't know that we go past like one additional game of grudge very often. Like it's, it's almost always like, it's almost always kind of like a joke too. It's like, okay, turn one, I'm sending, or turn two, I'm sending one damage at someone. It's going at Tony because last game, you know, but it's not like <laughs> five turns later, Tony plays a card like aura shards. And I'm like, that's crazy that you're playing that. And you're an awful person. And yeah. you're playing table police all game. <laughs> How all dare day. you play a, a powerful payoff effect for Celesnia tokens in your Celesnia token deck. Yeah. Uh, why would you do such a thing? There is something about a blue player too getting their 
like getting so riled up by getting their spell countered. <laughs> like they yeah. literally just played the a player free police too. <laughs> they just played a free fierce guardianship, like a free counter spell, and then lose because they couldn't pay one mana to a mana tithe in white. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense, right? They cast it for free, so mm-hmm. they didn't have the mana. I <laughs> way the cookie crumbles. I feel like that's such a a rare moment in magic when white says fuck you to blue <laughs> i feel like it doesn't happen <laughs> frequently and i enjoy it yeah I, I feel like it is happening more frequently lately though like i mean manatide is an older card but there's definitely other like uh more modern cards that mm-hmm. are fuck you the lord of the rings set has a white uh counter spell coming up in it i forget That's what it's called it. but it's a it's not quite a counter, but I think it puts it on top or something like that. I mean, I mean red like got Tibalt's trickery, so right. But that's just that's just chaos warp on the stack, essentially. Sure. But even chaos warp, like a lot of people are unhappy that even chaos warp exists because they believe it's a color pie brick. Mm. I don't think that, but I know people that do. Yeah, you all heard it here. Nick thinks it's a pie break. Uh, <laughs> don't run chaos warp. Hot it's takes. Trash. Get your hot takes here. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think about the uh, the invocation of the spirit of the format here? I mean, it's like, this is my point. It's like, it's classic McDonald's like table salt, right? Like, you know, it checks all the boxes. They, you know, let's play in an LGS with some rando who gets pissed at people. And no, oh, the spirit of the format, you're policing us. You're the fun police. I don't know. This is, this is classic at this point. This is uh this is a tried and true uh, salty uh, story here. A recipe, yeah. even. Yeah, a recipe. It's the secret KFC recipe. Yeah. <laughs> it's also so, like, cringy when you're, like... Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> you're going against the spirit of the format, bro. Like, please, bro, let me play my cards, bro. Like, Please, bro, on. let me win, bro. Please, why aren't you just letting me win? Yeah, and, like, like a... that's the other thing. He won the games. He won multiple games. Like, why are you crying? Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that I love when an Orsh Shard's down on the table because the only time you see an Orsh Shard's down on the table is when it's a deck that's going to fucking use it, you know? Right, like, right. I'm not slotting that into, like, another deck that doesn't have tokens popping out all the time. Like, right. So He's, he's the Bobby Newport of uh, Commander players. Just just let yeah. me in. Why, why aren't you letting me win? Please, just let me win. Come on. And I feel like, I feel like fucking Nick, I've played against your Marin deck, like, way back in the day, and... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you loop Sport Frog or similar type effects as well. Like it's just like oh, definitely, it's the thing yeah. you do in those decks. Like right, these are I mean, like that, that oppressive or obnoxious, you know? Right. No, Marin. I mean, like that's it's a graveyard value engine deck, right? You're trying to loop pieces to you know keep people in check and win the game. Yeah, uh, I don't think looping like looping Spore Frog. Like, come on, like there's much worse things that you can loop that are <laughs> yeah. not Spore Frog. Like you could be re- looping like Ravenous Chupacabra. Oh my right? god! Like yeah, like oh you prevented my combat. You wouldn't let me win. Come on, <laughs> let me win. That's that's kind of the takeaway here. I think it is true though. I think that is one thing that stands out a little bit about this post is we often see like salty win uh, salty losers, but it's not super common that we see people that are winning and salty all the yeah. time too a salty wiener as you say a salty wiener <laughs> oh boy well, and it's interesting too right because it seems like at least in a few in this games this player still won in spite of it and like to some extent wouldn't you feel better if you won around the hard counter right like mm-hmm. doesn't that like it's like oh i did the more skillful more intelligent thing and still managed, you know like they played to their outs and I still won, right? Like rather than like, no, nah, just roll over and die so I can win, please. Like that's just kind of lame. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. The only other thing I was thinking of too a little bit is at the end, he's like, oh, I asked the other two guys if I was in the wrong, uh, but they said it was completely fine. Do you ever think there's a world in which maybe we're hearing one side of it and it like, like, cause I feel like it's kind of hard when somebody asks you to your face, like after something like that, somebody leaves and they're crazy. Like, was I in the wrong? I feel like most people are like, nah, you were good. You know, like, cause they don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to get into that right then and there. If it's actually Someone like, yeah, is on you your suck. side. Someone else is not. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the way this is written, I definitely think that it is like yeah. this clown who left, but I mean like, well, I mean, again, right. Like I, I don't know if it was just desperation or whatever, but like, they played five games. That's a lot 
It's so many games. Commander. And like, even if the games were quick, I mean, you're still looking at like three or four plus hours of Commander, probably. Well, like, I say, you guys didn't see the timestamp. They were there for 12 hours. So that's how they got the five games in. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was in the in the post was the... <laughs> No, that'd be nuts though. They're yeah. like, anyway. we're there, we're on our twelfth hour of commander <laughs> when we like fucking. Oh my god, I would get up and leave then too. Like, yeah, fair. I I do agree with you, Tony. Though there is something interesting about like the other players at the table and what their stance is. You know, because you'd kind of hope like if if one person at the table is being super crusty the whole time during multiple games other a people would say, would say yeah well, you, you might you that? might say it i wouldn't but you might say that you'd kind of expect like if someone's like oh aura shards is against the spirit of the format for other people to say well it's also kind of a fair piece of what people do in in this format so so maybe it's not you'd expect at least one other person to kind of chime in maybe maybe they did though who knows yeah maybe I mean, like did. we're only just hearing the the story between the two people it's true true life well what do we think about the salt rating here like i said the kfc secret recipe all the classic fixings of a of a salty story mm. is kfc classic yeah kfc is definitely classic cool hmm. just checking mm-hmm I don't put KFC on my top classics. It's not of, on my top. Yeah, it's not in the classics. Well, I mean, you're wrong, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a, a pretty high salt. I, I struggle to give it even like a full half shaker, though, honestly, because, again, they, they got all of these games in. It was tolerable enough that they right. kept going for it. So it's not truly like top tier salt. But it is something to be aware of when you're sitting down to games in other nights. Maybe maybe keep an eye out for the player or just like check in with them about what kind of decks they do enjoy playing against. Because if their whole shtick is being kind of salty about things, that's fine. But, you know, there has to be some stuff that they're okay with playing against. I don't know. I mean, my read of that was the things they are okay with playing against are the things that they can win against and that was kind of the takeaway and if you like prevent it prevent them from winning it's not gonna, even the things salty. that they can win against though because they won against these things and they were still salty about it so there's there's got to be something uh, there's got to be something about about those moments that the I player mean, could identify i would yeah. hope i would say yeah but right like how much how much of your enjoyment is worth like appeasing the oh, absolutely grumpy player and like, yeah, and none. Say, fuck them. None. <laughs> Straight fuck them. Yeah, Not I guess it. I'm really recommending that less as like a and then go play the deck that doesn't make them salty and more of like a force that player to have a moment of introspection of like, Fair. oh, there is no deck that I'm okay playing against. Maybe I need to broaden my horizons of like what's an acceptable thing to resolve. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It's also like when you're out in the wild, expect to see the expected. <laughs> like, if someone's playing Marin, know that it's going to do Marin things. If someone's right. going to play mm-hmm. Taysa Karlov, know it's going to do Taysa Karlov things. Like, or Reese the Redeemed playing yeah. token yeah. strategies that <laughs> like, are perfectly normal for a token deck. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this person was doing okay until they, they, they got real aggressive in the last game or like basically yelling at the the poor uh, OP here and then... And then just fucking up and left. Yeah. Like, calm down. Go get, you know what? Maybe they went to go get some KFC. Maybe that's what happened. Who gets up and leaves after a salty game? <laughs> Who would do that? Who just nopes out of Who it just after leave? they get salty? Who just, just leaves? leaves? <laughs> Come on. Who would do that? Spoilers. Yeah. I did that. I was very salty. <laughs> the real question is did they honorably scoop at sorcery speed? Ooh, I, doubt I did. I did keep my honor in that regard, and yep, I, I will did. say, I did not. I did not kind of spout off in in the chat. I was just like, "Well, I'm out." Bye. <laughs> no, in fact, it was such a cold departure that we were all like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, you left. We were just like, "Oh, whip!" Uh... It was. It was actually <laughs> for the listener. It was uh, okay. I scoop. Bye, guys. Disconnect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a very deep internalized salt at that point. Well, should we read another one? Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. So I've got one here for us. 
Hang on, before you start that, I do want to commend myself for reading much better uh, this time than the first time I read <laughs> no, I you you said you read bad, but I did appreciate the like a- actorial like vocalizations as you were reading it. That's it was like up, a nice baby. like teacher voice going on. Like Nick, we'll have to send you the unedited version because it literally <laughs> it literally made me question if Tony can read. <laughs> It I feel like it's just going to have to be so a stray grain that it's goes so up rough. to all we the We do patrons. have to put it up as a stray grain. So this next post comes to us uh, from a patron, Ace Horizon. Hey. And the title of this post is Fuck Politics. Mm-hmm. Strong feelings about politics. I, too, think that things are too political. Um, so the post goes. Hello, Salt Lords. I had previously played with a player that we are going to call M. It was me and a friend of mine in the usual LGS. We were then joined by two players who seemed to know each other, but ended up that they were only looking for a pod and didn't know each other. Okay. It was M and another guy that was very new and didn't have experience playing at an LGS. He had a precon, so we decided to power down. My friend and I got a precon that we always have on us for these occasions, but M said that he was going to use a deck that he made, but had a low power level. We all said, okay. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-oh. And we started playing. M's commander was Ruxa, patient professor. He then played a land that was an old art and foiled. I was like, okay, but we continued. He then played Nykthos and Emerald Medallion. I then realized he wasn't playing low power at all. M ended up winning a couple turns after, and my friend and I were salty as fuck. But we decided to continue playing for the sake of the new guy. Okay. Commendable. I changed to one of my most salt-inducing decks, which is Sephiris of the Hidden Ways, and complete focus was on M. (laughs) I killed him first, and then we helped the new guy win the game, which he was able to do with some guidance from all players. That brings me to today. I played again with M and won the first game while playing the new Urza Precon out of the box to try it out. I won by killing all players in the same turn and did not focus on M at all since I did not want to start anything. The result, I ended up losing the two following games because M's focus was on me and he was also able to get my friends against me by using politics, which allowed him to win. He always played a Feather the Redeem deck focused on control, and my friend used Killian, Ink Duelist, which is a mix between control and Voltron. For the first game I lost, I used Audric, Lunar Marshal, in a deck where every single card is under $1 to test it out since my friends and I are making a competition to see who makes the best one. He still went for me first and killed me first. I also lost the next game, same thing. M's focus was on me and I was making deals with my friends, and since they are good friends, did the best they could to piss me off. Nice. This then took us to me pulling my Tiamat deck for the last game, and by turn 5, I was at 10 life while the other players were at 40, 38, and 37. I was fucking pissed. (laughs) Since they all focused on me and didn't do anything to each other, even though they were playing higher level decks too, and each had the same opportunity of winning. I was about to get the fuck out and tell my friends to fuck off for a while (laughs) until I remember that they are good people. My closest friend saw my boiling red face and didn't kill me, even though M was complaining that I was open to being killed. I was then able to play Inferno of the Star Mount, attack with him and Minion of Mighty, and play Old Gnawbone attacking, which made me create 13 treasure tokens, then played Goldspan Dragon with mana I had left, cracked all the treasure tokens to play Obliterate, then my commander, and finally Ancient Copper Dragon, which led me to winning the game. Thanks for all you guys do, and here you have a weekly listener and a lover of the salty treasure token. Well, nice. thank Ace Horizon. That's fucking amazing. Thanks, Ace Horizon. That is amazing. That is lots, amazing. Lots to unpack there. That's for so sure. much to unpack. Of... I, I resonate so much with uh, the sentence that, like, they're, they're fucking beating on me because they're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can't even tell you how many times I feel like you know what's fucked up? And I hope Nick at least agrees with this. It is always me or Nick that is getting this kind of like clobbering. Sometimes Sam. Sam will cry and be like, oh, it's always me. But it's really like me or Nick. It's never Mike. We don't really beat up on Mike ever. Oh, shit. I <laughs> like, guess that means you guys don't like me very much. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I feel like we definitely beat up on each other like this. And like, it's so easy once a bandwagon has started for everyone to just jump mm. on. Like the fact that it was like all those life totals of like 40, 37, 38, and 10. You know what, though? though? Go read that post again, because it seems like it was justified since the guy Mm -hmm. won when they let him off the hook. So, Mm -hmm. you know... Yep. No, no, man. Like, (laughs) you kind of reap what you sow. You, you, like... I mean, to, to go back to your point, Tony, right? I think part of it is the nature that, like, you and I tend to play very permanent heavy decks, which means mm. that our board states are kind of like tell-alls of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, right, a Planeswalker deck, like we just talked about, like it's just out there and it's like, hey, look at the things that you can just punch, right? Or or whatever the thing is, right? So like, I, I feel like that definitely plays into it, right? We play in, in terms of our kind of like, well, it's clear what Tony's trying to do or it's clear what Nick's trying to do. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But... To go back to the post, I mean, I am of two minds, right? I think like this mythical other M uh, Metroid reference, I think that, you know, they played the game to some extent. Like, I don't know, politics is part of the game. I get being mad at it, but also like they also played this specific flavor of the game, which is like, hey, you guys want to beat up your friend, right? Like that's <laughs> you have to kiss on that one. Like, yeah. man, if, if I'm in like a three player pod with or like, a, a, a you know, it's like me, Tony, and Sam and a fourth player joins is like, hey, you guys want to hit Tony a lot? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. Let's <laughs> fucking go, baby. Like, come on. Like, and yeah, I'll let you slide. open first that that happens too. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, it's it's a it's a mix. It's it kind of in some ways is the opposite of the the previous post to some extent because it's kind of like, oh, this is the the other side of the coin. This person is getting salty because their decks are not popping off the way they want to. And lo and behold, if you let them off the hook, it kind of pops off. So, yeah, mm, interesting. I mean, yeah. It's just easy and fun to beat on your friends. It's not as fun to beat on like randos. Like, True. <laughs> but I don't know if you're if, if Nick didn't get salty, if I didn't get salty, it wouldn't be fun beating on us either. Like mm. <laughs> the salt brings the beat. <laughs> I need to bring my stoicism is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's an interesting part to this, which is like, um, you know, clearly the first game I think was definitely fair, justified salt, right? Like they, they kind of lied about what their deck did and maybe they just didn't have a deck that could play down. I don't, I don't know the details there, but in those cases, like, I feel like some people just kind of forget the option of being like, cool, you won. We're going to continue, right? Like just continue the game. If it's a case where like, they just straight up win in, you know, a single turn and, and wipe the board. And especially if you have a new player, it's like, okay, that's, that's cool. We acknowledge you won. We're going to kind of finish this out for their sake, you know, to teach them the rest of the game and and play it out just because we think it'll be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's a valid option to discuss with the table versus like, and like maybe to some extent that doesn't work depending where you are, right? Like if the, the fourth player who won can't then immediately jump into another pod that creates some feel bads, but I don't know if you, if you kind of, you know, roll over everybody and have to sit there for, 30 minutes while they finish out the rest of the game, it feels kind of justified, but yeah, yeah. I feel like it was kind of tit for tat though. Like you got us, I targeted you, then you targeted me back. And like that kept happening. It just, it went downhill when like, he was like, Ooh, your friends will do this too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That seemed like it was almost a completely different day though. If I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a couple days. I do think it, I really do appreciate the slightly sweet part of this post, which is, like a really careful consideration of a new player's experience, Definitely. you know, yeah. like I love seeing that. It's just, it's just the kind of the right way to do it too. Like if you have someone new that's sitting down, no matter what's going on between the other players, even if you're starting some beef with each other, you're getting into some salt, you're, you've got a grudge, whatever it is, not letting that kind of ruin the experience of that new player is so important. And you know, this post even kind of mentions we were all able to help the new player figure out the way, the path towards the win. Like, that's awesome. That's something you can kind of settle. Yeah, and I interpreted that as M was a part of that conversation yeah. too. So Me too, me too. Yeah, Hopefully that's true. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, I know we'll get the details from Ace once the, once the episode <laughs> yeah, comes right. out. And he'll be like, no, M was just salty the whole time. <laughs> when you first started reading this post though, I don't know why, but I was envisioning like... uh 
Jets versus whoever the other people are. Like, <laughs> it's M. 1942 coming to the <laughs> LGS. Like everybody's snapping and approaching one another. Yeah. Like, it's a like side double headed giant type situation. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. That's not, Oh good. my God. What do we think about the saw rating here? Uh, I mean, it's, it feels very similar to the first post, right? It's kind of all the the classic notes of, hey, we played in LGS with a stranger. They overpowered their first deck. Then we got into a grudge match and continued on until somebody got salty and, and kind of raged. So I don't know. It, it Like I said, it's it's of the same cloth as that that first one. You know, it's that classic salt recipe. You check all the boxes and you, you get something salty at the end of it. Are you just trying to get some KFC? Do we have a hashtag sponsor here in mm, KFC? That could be good. <laughs> Tony, a little, a little stop Popeyes. with the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're going to sue. They're going to be like, we don't sponsor these people. We don't endorse anything they say. Tony's always swearing and saying crude things. Like, I don't want any part of paying for that. <laughs> for uh, for me, this feels like uh, I have felt the salt and there's an unlimited amount of salt, I feel, for like me as the player. But like, in the rest of the pod it's like just ecstasy it's like pure joy it's like you're having such a fucking good time wailing on your friend <laughs> watching them squirm it's so bad but so good tell me how you I really feel it. Tony. <laughs> yeah i i think i actually have a sort of different take than nick on this too like i think to me the standout parts of this post are the positives of it like Fair. it's actually kind of sweet they're taking care of the new player like even though ace got smashed by his friends down to 10 life he's still able to, to like sneak a win out i think this is the kind of salt where like there is this like innate kind of rage about things not going your way but at the end of the day it seems like the games are still kind of fun and even though the politics yeah. is maybe becoming a bit much like it doesn't seem like it's actually detracting overall from the the experience too much that's uh, a good point so you know, there's definitely there's definitely some moments of uncomfort in there, but uh, I think it's overall good. Love that. Well, guys, what do you think? Should we do another one? Let's do one last one. Let's oh, do I'm it. Literally supposed to not say that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, Sam's gonna be so mad when he's just like, yeah, let's do another one instead of like, fuck you, no. <laughs> I, I was all ready to be like, yeah, well, I'm gonna fucking do it anyway, but love it. Fuck you, Sam uh let's see this comes to us from gmail somebody sending in a salty story uh and the post is called drafting salt mm. this is a special one for mike you Hi, love fellas. drafting fuck you ruined my start always do throw off my groove throw my groove uh anyway. Hi, fellas. I'm sorry. You threw off the emperor's groove. <laughs> I was like trying to think of the quote and I couldn't. And then I, you know, that's fine. Here we go. Hi, fellas. I want to start by saying I love your podcast. It really brightens Aww. my commute. I wanted to share a story of how through luck and random chance, I caused a salty situation. My LGS was having its store championship. The format was chaos draft with first place getting a full art promo dark confidant and a pack of double masters 2022 per win as prize support <laughs> if you are unaware a chaos draft is a draft in which instead of everyone drafting from a single set packs from multiple different sets are drafted nowadays magic sets are designed to be drafted and have built-in themes and synergies in chaos drafts it's a lot harder to find synergies and you often just end up with good stuff piles as opposed to drafting a cycling deck or a plus one plus one counter deck, etc. My second match ends in a draw. My opponent and my boards both stalled out and neither of us could push through a win before time ran out. For the prize pack, I suggested that since double master packs have two rares, we split the pack. We mm. would each roll a die and the winner got first pick from the pack. He agrees and we roll. I win the roll. We open the pack, and the rares are a Dockside Extortionist and Bulk Rare. <laughs> oh, no. It just doesn't even get a name. <laughs> I, of course, take the Dockside with my pick. He's a little miffed at this point and says, I don't want anything else from that pack. You can keep it all. Fast forward to the end of the night, and I am playing the same guy in the championship round. This time, things go better than before, and each of us wins a game. 
We are starting the deciding game three, and he has to mulligan to four. He does put up a fight and plays well, but can't take himself out of the hole of starting three cards down. I win the match. I tell him good game, but back off after that to give him space. He is visibly upset at this point. I can't blame him. Losing out on a dock side and the dark confidant promo due to a bad die roll and shitty opening hands. I hope you enjoyed the story. Cheers, Daniel. Oof, nice. I nice. did enjoy the story. I did enjoy the story. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the non-commander salt too. That's always yeah. Good. It is nice to mix it up, and I also yeah. compl- I appreciate the complete omission of the other rare's name. <laughs> just generic bulk rare. <laughs> bulk rare. He literally didn't even it's fucking in, like, know. Brackets like, text just like some uh, shitty bulk rare. I don't fucking know. It doesn't but matter. I mean, that is bulk. sort of like. 90% of the packs, I feel like, right? Like, even though there's two rares in the packs, isn't it almost always like one bulk one's and one good, maybe okay trash. thing? <laughs> so it's like, I, I do think there's kind of an awareness of like when you rolled for first pick of the rare in that, you're kind of rolling for the a value of the pack. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of rolling for the pack. Yeah. But I think oof. it's very rare that a pack will have two fucking mega bombs in it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know there was Dockside in Double Masters packs. I didn't either. Maybe we should go buy a bunch. I was just going to be like, <laughs> should I go buy a bunch of fucking packs? Probably very expensive. <laughs> yeah, they should probably are. just buy, you know, $500 worth of Dockside if that's your plan. <laughs> yeah, that's no fun. That's not as fun. Yeah. That's not gambling. Yeah, well, you can, fun you can sucker. like put them in like some Christmas wrap and open the Card Kingdom box when it gets to you. And like, oh my God, that's I opened five this pack. Dockside extortionist. Extortionist. <laughs> You could like uh, shuffle them into like a, a booster box and just like, oh my God, there's just a dock side floating in this booster box. What happened? I found a dock side in my chaff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say, so I love limited. It's an excellent format. It's really fun. But it's trash. It, nope. It, it ain't that. It's format. not that. Nope. Yeah, None of terrible. that's true. It's real bad. Uh, chaos drafts. Definitely add that element. I think the post kind of explained it well. The like, trash element? Yeah, the trash <laughs> element. No, of like, you're not drafting kind of designed themes anymore. You're just designing solid cards and like design or like drafting good cards out of out of the pool rather than drafting like specific. I feel like that's sets. part of what I like about drafting, though. And maybe that wasn't the case like way, way back. Because it does feel like sets are made to draft these days. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know more about this, Mike, because you've been into drafting longer. But I've grown to enjoy a draft. Um, but a chaos draft is really not something that sounds appealing to me for that fact. That it's like, I, I want to build around some of the synergies that I know exist from the set. And like knowing the set is, a, is an advantage. Now the skill set is different of like, do you know how to pick good cards for drafts? Right. Do you know how to pick like good removal do you know that a fucking three, four flyer for four is just like, you know, a bomb? Like, yeah. Do you know, like these like little like intricacies of it all? I think or it's the... a little bit more like drafting cube, honestly, but mm, powered down yeah. cube. It's like cube, but with chaff, which is yeah. not typically how people draft cube. Yeah, or fun. I, <laughs> I will say that my, my grievance with draft has nothing to do with the actual like format. It just has to do with like all of the drafts I experienced. Here, here's what happens when I've gone to a draft, you get like eight dudes at a house. Everybody picks their packs quietly. Everybody drafts for like 45 minutes quietly. No one's talking. Then everybody like splits off into pairs and goes, plays their individual games quietly. And it's like, yeah, it's fucking boring. Like by the end of like, you know, the second round, I'm like, I'm fucking done. Like, this is just like a snooze fest. And like, I also really like, constructed decks and so there is that aspect of it where like the randomness of draft does not personally appeal to me but more so the fact that like i don't know drafts tend to be like very quiet introspective gameplays because you're playing 1v1 you're drafting for yourself you're trying to think through things and like I don't, that just doesn't doesn't do it for me so i've actually draft. found that i really dislike drafts in settings like that in like personal settings when it's like friends and you're sitting mm-hmm. down and doing it it's more entertaining to me when it is a competition and it yeah. is like, oh, I'm trying to win packs. Because yep. otherwise, I don't even have incentive to finish my second game. I'm with yeah. you on that, Nick. I'm like, I'm like, I have a shitty deck. It's bad. I don't want to play anymore. Right. So I'm not going to play. But if yeah. at least I have packs online, I'm like, well, I'm going to try and beat you. Like, because I could get some like packs or a promo card or, you know. One of the things I have had fun with is 
we call it like group draft, but it's like where like one person is just on their arena account on like a TV and it's just like 10 people hanging around, like talking through the draft picks. Now that and then like playing fun. the cards. That's yeah, a lot dude. of fun because that's like, OK, now it's this like collaborative <laughs> thing and it's very entertaining. Everybody's like and like you play pretty good because if you have like. <laughs> you know, six a lot of decent magic players, players yeah. together, all like, you know, basically doing like, uh, you know, hive minding a game or hive minding a draft. Like you, you play pretty decent. So that being enjoyable is basically why I streamed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I it mean, was like, this is nice. I can have my friends hang out while I draft and yeah. they'll give input and then tell me when I'm stupid. And <laughs> how many <laughs> nights, good. how many nights were you like, but should we draft real quick? Like <laughs> when we were living together? So and I many. would just like go sit in his room. I would pull a chair in. Yeah. I'd pull an uncomfortable, <laughs> shitty, hardwood kitchen chair. <laughs> into his room and sit there for fucking three hours at like midnight so that we could do a fucking draft Watson, if it. you're listening team draft think about it team draft mm. at tournaments that could be fun interesting you have like three-headed giant team draft like where everybody's you know you have three players that are drafting a deck together i feel like you'd have to include timers yeah oh, because definitely. it would just like take way too fucking long yeah. they probably include them anyway at like real tourneys but yeah anyway well, what do we think about the salt rating here? Do we well, even hold talk on. about the post? Yeah, we, <laughs> we just talked about drafting. There's the one other thing about this that is like classic magic salt is just getting a bad hand, needing mm-hmm. to go down to four. You know, people cite the randomness of their hands and stuff and like issues with lands and unkeepable hands as one of the reasons that they can't play magic. For a yeah. lot of people, that's sort of the make or break thing. There's probably the is, people that can't build decks. No, but (laughs) even even when you build a solid deck, you can just get these completely unplayable hands. And that's just a part of the game that you kind of have to accept. It's like the built in variance that makes the game what it is. And yeah, it partially sucks, but it it is definitely a part of it. Uh, You just have to hope it doesn't show up in, you know, the last round of a tournament (laughs) like it happened here. So, Especially you know, in the last round of the tournament when you're playing the guy that got the dock side that you felt like could have been yours. <laughs> yeah, for real. For Speaking real. of luck of the luck of the draft, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's... I agree. I think I will say one of the aspects that I do appreciate of Magic in particular is that for the most part, up until pretty recently, I would say, like all of the RNG in Magic was constrained specifically to library shaping and like how your library is playing mm. out and like you shuffle your deck that's the extent of the random you know randomness that occurs within the game in terms of what you're drawing and what you're getting versus like i stopped playing hearthstone because like hearthstone doesn't have the land problem right you're getting mana consistently every turn but hearthstone was like oh let's just roll a dice and see who fucking wins the game and then like every card they released was like randomly do this randomly do that randomly yeah. pull a card out of your deck and it's like man like you you just lose this sense of agency over your gameplay and mm-hmm. it becomes really like, yeah, cool. Like the dice came up for me this time and it was really cool to watch this random thing happen. And like, it makes for a good replay, but I don't know. The the lack of agency over the gameplay was really like disheartening. And I, I, I appreciate that magic has like limited that to some extent. I mean, like, you know, they've introduced dice rolling, but I don't think most, at least in commander, like those cards are not super popular. Yeah. And it's usually not like a make or break dice right. roll. Like yeah. occasionally in limited, like when when it was all of the D&D sets in limited, you could occasionally get a situation where depending on how the the die rolled, you could win or not. Right. But even that was pretty rare and it was more of just like could slightly alter the position rather than completely shape it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like non-games suck and like it is still one of the problems of the format or formats in general with Magic is like if you are mulliganing down to like turn or cards, you know, four or five in hand, like, uh, that sucks or yeah, worse. So totally. especially in one V one, but shout out to the OP here, you know, like the best you can do in a situation is basically what, what this player did. You know, you, you still, you say the good game, you give them a handshake and you give them their space. Cause yeah, no one, no one's going to be happy and bubbly in that moment so you just you just let them deal with it however it is best for them to deal with it (laughs) for sure and i and i hope that they appreciated that too i mean i I don't know that what the follow-up was but you know 
You didn't I mean, rub it in. They probably were yeah. like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, but... Got my fucking car. It's got my I mean, dark side. I got my dark confidence. That's fine within like, the moment, right? But at, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, some random things that just didn't go my way occurred and you kind of grow and look past it versus yeah. like your friend holding a grudge and deflecting all their stuff at you all the time. Mm. Mm. Wouldn't know what that's like. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it that time of the week? What? Ooh, I ho- I sure hope it's that time. I think it is. Do you think it's that time, Nick? I think it's that uh, time. What, what are you guys talking about? I, I don't listen. What is it's, this? I don't <laughs> it's the time of the week that comes every week. Whoa, settle down, Mike. It's the time of the week that comes every week. <laughs> uh, it's the time of the week where we ask, Mike, what's the salty Mike, 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 Mike. Yes. Tony this time. The salty card of the week this week. Can you make me salty? <laughs> nice. I can, I think. Sweet. Maybe not you, but I think I can uh, okay. imagine Ooh, who this is going to make salty. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm here the for The salty it. card it of the week. Blue. <laughs> this week is omniscience. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So, omniscience. It is... Seven blue, 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 (laughs) and eight. (laughs) It is seven blue, blue, blue. So pretty close, pretty close, Tony. It is. I literally thought it was like five blue. (laughs) (laughs) It is an enchantment, and it says you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. Simple, simple, elegant. Even is there flavor text? Uh, There is. The things I once imagined would be my greatest achievements were only the first steps towards a future I can only begin to fathom. And uh, what's the the set number and card number on that card? It is card 65 out of 280 from uh, M19. Who's the artist? And, uh, and who is the artist? Yeah, thank you. Well, the artist on the specific one that I'm looking at... doesn't fucking matter because what this card year, is trash. What, what year was the copyright? It's Jason Chan from copyright t- 2018 Nice uh, by good, Wizards good, of the Coast. Good era. Yeah. Good the era. Four era for magic. Four times. <laughs> yeah. M19. I did love M19, actually. Um. So, yeah. Tony, does this card make you salty? You know, I have the privilege of, I think, never having seen this played. Hmm. And so I feel good about it right now, but I can imagine the types of decks that would have it and they make me sad. Because, uh, <laughs> but I, I actually, honestly, I've seen it the most in um, Arena, would have a draft, has had like a draft that was like omniscience drafts. Mm-hmm. So everybody just like starts has with omniscience, it. like it's an emblem. Uh, and you get three cards. You draw three cards, and then you're just trying to fucking win. And you do a draft, and you like you're hoping you win on turn one. And if you don't win on turn one, better be on turn two because the other the other player's probably gonna do stuff. And I think you it had some like weird rules where you would get like five colored mana a turn uh, to pay for like activated abilities and shit. But like honestly, that format as like an omniscient draft was pretty cool. So. The effect is powerful and like obviously insane, and it's almost like it's like Pi out too, right? Like these these are like kind of fun, almost alternate formats of the game in which you like just get to do shit and see what happens. And I like mm-hmm. the concept of trying to build around that. Somebody just like fucking whipping it out in a casual game, I'd probably be like, mm, no you context. should put that away. Um, no context, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's blue, so fuck blue, but. <laughs> Outside of that, like it's this is another one of those things. It's like, why the fuck is this in blue? Why does blue have fucking everything? Because they're the spells uh, deck. They get to yeah, cast they're stuff. the knowledge. They they can draw knowledge the cards off of the ass. free cards they can cast to then get more cards and then play yeah. those cards. But either way, it it I think it doesn't make me salty because I've only seen it in different contexts that make me happy. Uh, hmm. But if I saw it in the wilds, I I'd imagine being like a fucking Jingataxis deck where they're like countering everything you fucking do or like a memnarch deck or like something like that like mm, all these stupid fucking blue decks like mike where does this card see play like what commanders is it seeing play in it is seeing play in jingataxius it sees play it. you did it sees play in like wooberg 
piles like Joda, Archmage yeah. Eternal, um, or like Joira of the Gitu, which yeah, is any, anything like that can like suspending things. Yeah, I think people that are cheating it out and then also have like a ton of other things that they meant to cheat out. So yeah. like Narset and Light like Master. Not even the most stuff. salty play in Joira, like frankly. Like there are way saltier plays in Joira. I think the thing about this that that you guys may not be considering is that you're never just casting omniscience. You cast omniscience and then you cast an Eldrazi Titan or you cast well, omniscience right. and then you cast expropriate. You're like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always the, the, the start of the complete degenerate turn. I get it. I mean, I get it. Right. But like even in Joyra, right? Like the, the classic salt inducing Joyra play is you suspend, uh, you suspend like yokel hops, turn three then you suspend your eldrazi titan on turn four so like yokel hops hits wipes the board and your eldrazi titan drops like you don't need you don't need omniscience for that right like that's Mm -hmm. so like i don't know my i agree or with tony this does not induce salt i think i can count the times i've seen it in paper on like a single hand i don't even remember the last time i saw it on paper there are other effects that do similar things like the tamio emblem i think comes to mind as well uh, which is basically just mm-hmm. that on an emblem, which is way scarier. But obviously, like getting an emblem is more difficult to some extent. Um, but it's scarier just because you can't get rid of it. I, I don't know, like a nine mana enchantment. You kind of need stuff in your hand to continue the role. If you don't, if you if you cast omniscience and pass, like you're an idiot. Like I don't know. <laughs> well, like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I don't know. Like I'm I'm. Nine mana cards need to win you the game, and omniscience in the right deck wins you the game. So, like, that's not a salt inducing thing to me. If you're like casting omniscience and it resolves and you win, that's how it should work. Like, I don't know. I was look, I was just looking at the stats for our casual games, and our casual games typically end on turn eight, I think, turn eight mm-hmm. or nine, uh, borderline. So, assuming you're not ramping and you're just playing one land a turn, like, turn nine that's the finishing spell. So you, if you're dumping nine mana into a finishing spell, that seems legit. doesn't make me salty. Like, I don't know. And again, like maybe it's just by the fact that I don't see that that often, but there are way fewer or, or way more salty cards to me. This is very much at the bottom of the list. Fair quick, enough. A, quick aside to future editor of this episode. Uh, I'm going to need you to clip out where Nick says, I agree with Tony. And send it to me as a uh, you know sound clip. Um, hey Mike, I uh, don't this, agree with how Tony. How do you feel about omniscience? In any future case, uh, I think I, I like omniscience. I think you guys are slightly underestimating its ability to oh, cause man. salt. But oh. uh, I also don't see it all the time. So I think you said that I envisioned hey, that's the. Really uh, like, you underestimate my power. How many decks is it in, <laughs> Stats Boy? It is in three percent of decks, so it's not super common. It is significantly less common than a lot of the other blue I mean, things. That here's we've the seen. real question: Where does it where does it sit on the list? That is I'm the real guess. question. Where do well, you guys I, I think get it there, sits? But I mean, like this just feels like fringe of fringe, right? Like you have to be in a blue deck. You have to be in a deck that can win off of casting it. Theoretically, any deck can win off omniscience, but you do have to kind of be set up to do it, right? Like you have to have a good hand or a way to like continuously draw cards after casting omniscience because you're casting everything. And the other spells you're casting do need to win you the game, right? Like, uh, you know, to your point, like, yeah, if you cast a bunch of Eldrazi Titans off omniscience, uh, you're, you should win. But like, also not a lot of decks are just straight up running a lot of Eldrazi Titans. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, like this just feels like a very fringe win con card for some few decks and not even every blue deck would run it even if they could so for sure and for that i'm out <laughs> i do agree overall though that it's it's a pretty low salt uh or should be i'm gonna guess 87 mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna pigeonhole tony i'm gonna say like 91 Oof. this is actually 54 wow, wow. really to put this in context, the how, how salty answer this survey, I this is making people. It is too below force of will, which is insane. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I yeah. mean, I guess we're just not in a meta that runs it. But like, I 
never see omniscience being played. Yeah. Like, like I said, I think I can count the, in, in the, what, close to 10 years I've been playing commander now. I think I can, I can say I've seen it maybe like a handful of times, if that. I guess what I want to know is how much mana was actually spent to cast it. Yeah. Cause I think that would give me more perspective. And when I say cast it, I mean like get it out. I like, think a lot of the time for zero. Like, I think zero? that's the problem. How are you getting it out for zero? I think people Jura, are using Jura, like the get to gets it out for zero because you suspend it. And yeah, then, yeah, but it's suspended for, for a couple turns. You like know it's right. coming. Like... Narset and Lighten Master, you get it out for zero. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Joda, you Narset can pay Wooberg and play it. Because yeah. well, um, that, that was the thing. I was like, most of the effects I think are paying Wooberg or at least four mana to get it out. Right. And like when you're doing that. I mean, I do broken shit like that too. So, like, <laughs> I I like get it. I I haven't really run an omniscient. Seems so high uh, type thing, but I think in general, if as long like when it's zero, that I can see getting like generating a lot of salt. Like when people really are getting it out for free. But you gotta consider that's not totally for free because it's like Narset's gonna yeah. do broken shit anyway. Totally. You know? Like it's like that came down for five. You had to wait a turn. But I think. Like, I think 10 mana is actually a significantly lower bar than we're considering it too. Cause that's like, that's soul ring. That's soul ring and a signet on turn. What seven, right? Yeah. But that's unprotected too. Right? Like, I mean, I will say I would be salty if you cast omniscience, try to do a bunch of stuff and fucking whiff. That would make me mad. <laughs> Fair. You couldn't fucking do it. You fucking scrub. Yeah. What are you Tony? Come on. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for the uh, the salty card of the week. Wow. Well, thank you, Mike, and thank you, prospectors, for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. I if like how want... Tony just immediately switched into radio voice. I know. I had to do that. And thank you, folks. Let's tune in next week to the uh, Howling Salt Mine podcast. If you want more Howling Salt Mine content, you can join us on patreoncom Mine. My voice is higher than your voice. Wait a second. Does Tony actually say it clean when he does the radio voice, though? Is that the, is that the secret? It might be the trope. Like, that's what I need in order to do it right. <laughs> but yeah, we got a Patreon. We got merch over on our bonfire store. Uh, and we're always looking for more stories. So if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com and send us your salty, salty stories, especially salty confessionals. We love those. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't seen one in a little bit. So. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, so, somebody somebody gave me one of those so that I can, you know, swim so you can in watch your sea of salt. What, what, what weird <laughs> phrase are you going to say in response to that? I was so, trying should... to think of what's kosher. I know, to say and I can see where your brain something. was going. I can see the gears turning. It's a little scary. <laughs> Um, and remember to keep those short, sweet, and to the salt. Mm. Salty. Another way you can help and support the the podcast is to give us a five star review on whatever app that you are using to listen to us right now. Uh, they really help for outreach and help uh, you know for more people to get in on the salt. Um, and lastly, gotta give a big shout out to our awesome artist Devin Burnett. Uh, he is in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, if you're there, hit him up. Get a tattoo. Just don't get. Well, I mean, I guess you could get the Hell Salt Mine, but do it. I'm, we're supposed to do that at 10,000 subscribers or bust. So uh, either wait for us or don't. Because if you do it first, then that's awkward and we, we look like losers. Uh, <laughs> Super. But <fun>. anyway, <laughs> uh, fuck! I was doing so good. And literally, I just need to leave, but I don't remember how. Oh, stay salty, folks. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Clap, cut noise thing. Well, welcome Wait, back. Should I? Oh, oh you guys, <laughs> come on! I hate it. You already had one episode to figure. Yeah, this we shit don't out. get to do come that on. again. We have to be like a little bit better this time. Otherwise, it's bit. embarrassing. Like, I was one percent. All you gotta okay. do is be a little one percent better every yeah. day, and you're yeah. gonna be golden. That's all the you Kirkland do. motto.
All right. We're this time for real. Well, welcome back, Prod. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, now I'll let you do it. Now you can okay. do it. Okay. I don't believe I'm you ready. for a second, but that's no, okay. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, welcome back, Prospectors, to another episode of Howling Salt Mine, the it's podcast. The Howling Salt Mine. Fuck you. Piece of shit. I'll let you do the good <sighs> things. Okay, I'll do it again then. Right. <laughs> well, welcome back, Prospectors, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. The podcast where we where we turn away from the mic when we fucking speak because I got interrupted from somebody in my apartment this time instead of somebody on the Zoom call. Well, that's hilarious because we couldn't hear it. I know you couldn't, (laughs) but I could. Can I have the space to record, please? Laws. Oh, get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not pretending to be Sam. I'm just doing the lines. Say the line, He's Bart. trying. He's trying real hard. And failing. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it more with vigor. Thank you. I will I'm going to reference all the shitty ones you did. So, like, you have to put it in there somewhere. No. Well, I'll have to edit all the references out then. So, let's not say we did. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody, to... Oh, it's supposed to be prospectors. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was on one of the the episodes I did with uh, Sam and Mike mm. while you were playing a cat. Oh, Being a cat. Everybody wants to be a cat. Hallelujah. Everybody's being a cat. Cat pee is made of these. Rock the cat box. Rock the cat box. I'd had enough of his bullshit, so I told him he was full of shit. That was, well, I guess all of those were not real, but I read them as curses. Just do it again. Sorry. Are they starred? <laughs> yeah. We can't swear on the internet, Tony. For the first time, for the first game, I lost, I used Audric Lunar. For the first game, again, big boy over there coming in hot with my ability to read. Can't fucking I'm gonna, read shit. I'm embarrassed. <laughs>